evening, everyone, and welcome to Race Time Radio, long weekend edition here live on Sirius XM Channel 167, Canada Talks, live on racetimeradio.com and live on Facebook, our Facebook page. Welcome to all of you. Uh, man, big long weekend. Junior made it back into town, and man, you had a busy one, Junior. To be honest with you, I. I, the only reason why I made it back on time is for a bad reason. So I don't really like being here on time today in yeah. this particular case. Um, yeah, bummer bummer of a day down there at, uh, at Mossport, uh, Canadian Tire Motorsports Park, um, working with the 27 car and, and the GM Pie folks. Uh, we uh, got into the track a little hard and... Knocked the oil pan. A oh, is that bit. what it was? I yeah, thought it so. was kind of a rear end problem. No, or no, it was the, something uh, along that line. I watched it. Very similar. It's it's a very very unique uh, set of circumstances. Um, just the way Andrew drives into five A five B up there. Um, if you remember last year, we got black flagged uh, at CTMP um, at the double header. Um, and it was because the car got so low, hit the ground, and knocked the frost plug out of it. Nah, um, yeah, yeah. In this case, um, it got so low, it uh, it hit the bottom of the oil pan. Oh. Um, and uh, when that happened, of course, uh, you know, you're... You're vented, and, yeah. and uh, there's yeah. no more no more oil pressure. Got to keep so. the oil in the car. Got to keep important. the oil in the car. So uh, um, they they tried to patch it, and uh, there was just it was too big of a hole. It yeah. knocked the hole. It caved the whole bottom of the oil pan in, and and uh, flex seal. Yeah, Thunk. So it was a bummer of a day, <laughs> but I tell you what, the performance was better this weekend out of the 27 car than it was at Sunset Speedway, so uh, everybody on the team uh, moving forward in the right direction, lots of momentum. Good deal. Let me tell you who we got coming on the show tonight. What an action-packed one. Didn't know Junior was going to make it back, so uh, yeah, I filled, I'm telling you what, we got a full two hours for you tonight. We're going to start off on Canada's East Coast. With the winner of the uh, East Coast International Pro Stock Tour race, race number one at Scotia Speed World, Craig Slonwhite, the number 99 champion last year, picked up his hardware at the beginning of the day, picks up the win at Scotia Speed World just last night. Uh, we will hear from Rick Walt, uh, Rick Spencer Walt, driver of the 31 in the APC series. It kicked off at Sunset Speedway yesterday. Uh, Rick is doing a little spotting right now at Sunset Speedway. It is Velocity Weekend, and they still have races ongoing. So, uh, Ricky, going to get pushed down the schedule just a wee bit. But we will hear from the APC Race 1 winner. Uh, we'll also hear, how about this, Bill Zardo Sr. Yes, the black iconic uh, uh, this time a Daytona with a 46Z on the side of it. Billy going to join the show. I believe he's on track right now. So we may have a little playing around to do with that. Mike Hariniak Jr. goes out and wins his first ever. Uh, Lucas not, whoops, old habits, hard to break. Uh, the, the Ontario Sportsman Series race win number one for Mike Hariniak Jr. He's going to join the show. We'll talk to Alex Labe, NASCAR Xfinity race. Uh, he got tied up and won in Texas yesterday, but we got to check in with Alex Labe. We'll hear from the NASCAR Pindies race winner, 
We got uh, 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 Kevin Lacroix, driver of the 74, going to join the show. And we're going to go all the way out to Canada's West Coast. And we're going to check in with Daryl Crocker. He is the race director at West Shore Raceway Park. And uh, we're taking you coast to coast again tonight on Race Time. But what do you say we get to that hotline and bring in the driver of the number 99 in that East Coast International Pro Stock Tour. He did it again on Saturday night. Claims victory, race number one. And he joins us on the hotline. What's going on there, champ? You did it again. <laughs> yeah, we did it again. That a boy. Things, uh, things must have went real good for you there, brother. Oh, yeah, the day was pretty decent. We won the heat race and... Uh, Started outside pole of the feature and kind of got the lead. Oh, I think I led for maybe 10 or 12 laps or something like that. And uh, Noggle was kind of hot on the tail. I think hot to go out and lead laps. And so I just kind of pulled up, let him go. And then same with Cole. He was he was faster, you know, I think than me at the first part or wanting to go faster. And kind of just let him go as well and fell in line and ran third for the majority of the race. But um I don't know if I actually had a, a, a full-fledged winning car, you know, to get back by those guys late, but I was in the right place at the right time, and they kind of took each other out. So I've I've lost races like that, so to actually win one like that, I'm going to take it. I bet you will, Craig. Good for you. Now, I was going to ask you, too. I did see it on the, uh, on the uh, tour's um, Twitter that there was a little bit of friction between the 08 of Noggle and the 53 of Butcher, uh, fists being waved, so on and so forth. Uh, you would have had a front row seat. What what actually transpired from where you were sitting, or did you see it? Well, I mean, Cole was trying him on the outside for a whole lap um, before it actually happened. He got a good run off of two, um, was kind of outside, then got, a, got, then got a real good run off of four, and down the front stretch, Nicholas, it looked to me like he just turned right. Um, a spotter might not have cleared him or whatever the case may be, but it, it kind of hooked Nicholas, like, right rear and uh, Cole left front, and Nicholas kind of right fronted into the wall, and Cole slapped the wall, too, with his right front. So, um, And then after that, Cole restarted. He picked the outside lane, I think, because he knew the steering wasn't, wasn't where it should have been, and he would have kind of junked the field probably if something would have happened going into the first uh, corner on a restart. And um, when he did, he just couldn't hang on. So that ended his day too. So uh, I was able to I was able to check out to a decent sized lead because the uh, Ashton and Jarrett were battling side by side for a good ten laps, and it gave me a over a straightaway, almost half a track, I think, ahead with twenty to go. Well, that's the sign of a true champion, right? You got to pick your time to go, when to save, when to be conservative. See trouble coming up, you back off, you try and stay clear of it, uh, and then when the two guys get racing behind you, that's got to be uh, just music to your eyes, really. When you look in the mirror and you see Jared Butcher, that is due to win a race out there, and Ashton Tucker. How about that kid? He is uh, also one that you got to watch. He is a winner on the tour. Uh, when you see those two guys battling it out, it's got to be uh, good news when you're starting to pull away. Yeah, it was about as perfect as you could get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, once uh, I was, um, I guess, checked out decently, and I kind of expected the two-car to get by, 
and and stay hot on my heels because he was I was running third and he was he was fourth and Ashton's such a clean driver too that you know he's gonna stick his nose in but he's not gonna he's not gonna get into you enough to to turn you so he stuck his nose in a couple times I get up on the wheel and kind of pulled away a little bit um, and then he'd reel me back in and then I'd pull away a little bit so I knew that I knew that he was probably as good as me. Um, but probably wouldn't have been able to get by on the outside, so I just needed to protect the bottom. And but uh, him and him and Jared battled and, and left left it wide open for me to kind of check out. So it uh, all things played into uh, into my favor. Well, it would have been a good weekend, Junior, for the Fury guys. Uh, Austin McDonald also running down south in the Cars Tour comes away with the top five. Sounds like it was a marathon there, but he comes away with the top five. You get the 99 all the way out there in uh, Nova Scotia coming away with the win. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's always a, a good feeling when the team's banging on all cylinders, and, and uh, that's exactly what it sounded like, Craig. Uh, looking at, uh, at, you know, obviously race number one, um, a, a big, you know, portion of that was uh, you guys being able to collect your, your hardware and all that stuff. Did you wear your tux? <laughs> <laughs> No, I couldn't. You chickened I out. Be in the trailer, but I couldn't because it was just before the feature. So <laughs> I feel it. Uh-huh. Uh, looking at uh, you know, obviously, you know, getting that win and and uh, getting that that race number one under your belt. Uh, momentum obviously means a lot. You're you're riding a hot streak. Um, you know, obviously, last year you've uh, you, you, you coast into this year in with momentum on your side. You go out, you get the victory. What is it? What does it look like for the rest of the season? Now, obviously, you gotta you gotta get out there and dig, and that's what you've been doing, uh, you know, your entire career. But but what does it look like now with race number one? Do you get to play a little defense through the middle portion of this year? Um, I, I don't, I'm not much of a defensive guy. Um, I the only time I done that was was uh, I guess two three races ago last year. Yep when Cole had his misfortune with clutch or whatever, uh, I knew that I just needed to finish the race to set me up going into the last one or two to to get the championship under my belt, to get that first one. It was it was the one that I, I could never, it was never in reach. So I played conservative. And to be honest with you, I was mad at myself for even doing it um, because I probably had a car good enough to grab, grab hardware. I could have finished in that top three, I think, and that would have been, Every single race I, I entered last year, I would have had a trophy. So I was mad at myself and said that I probably would never do that again. I'm going to run. I'm going to run whatever is underneath me, and and I usually I usually pull a little bit more out of what's underneath me. So um, I don't know if I'll go into any kind of mode. I am probably less stressed uh, in life in general right now, and and kind of the pressure's off kind of thing like uh, i want to go win races and that and that's what we did yesterday i was able to instead of instead of stick my nose in with those two guys battling it hard um i, I was coming off wins last year coming off the championship um before i probably would have had my nose in there and i might have got might have got collected in that yeah uh, where yesterday i kind of i somewhat envisioned <laughs> envisioned a little little tangle um and I was able to just put myself in the situation to, to pull off the win. So it's almost like, you know, I know what I have underneath me. I know I can get the job done, um, be smart about it, 
and wins will come, and, and that's exactly what happened yesterday. And I, to be 100% honest with you, that's kind of what I mean by defensive. Like, obviously, going out there and, and, and hanging back and, and, you know, not not racing is, is, is no fun for anybody. But but smart defensive is kind of a defensive driving tactic, right? It's 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 that smart. You know that you know that it's going to come to you, and if it doesn't, you're you're kind of in a good place, regardless where you can get up on the wheel. Uh, you can kind of play it out a, a, a little bit safer, if you will, through the middle portion of a race, and and then you end up saving even more and having more car at the end. You know, it, it's it, it's funny when it, when you see somebody on a hot streak like what you're on. And I'm not just calling it a streak. It's not a streak. It's not a lucky streak, if you will. You are on a you are on a, on a wave of momentum, and you know when you look at at you know when when a team gets on that level of of uh, you know forward momentum, uh, they it, it it almost comes more natural to them where they can save a little bit more. They can they can you know play the race out in their mind and, and kind of come up with a strategy and it and it falls into place you know it's uh it's so cool to see um it's it's jimmy johnson style racing right like when yeah. you see jimmy johnson when he went out and got his seven it was like he had a horseshoe stuck up somewhere and it's but got it was a, just smart racing it's smart in racing a lot you know? of the cases exactly and 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 uh you know a, a lot of people attribute a lot of things to luck but it it you know, it's because you mind your P's and Q's and, and you know, you're, you're there. You know what you've got. You've got confidence every step of the way, and, and you've got the ability to uh, to, to capitalize. Well, Craig Slonwright, yeah. you did it on Saturday night at the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour, race number one. You did it, brother. Congratulations on the win. When's the next race? Uh, two weeks at Petty, so round number two is the weekend off, this weekend coming. And then we go to Petty for uh, race number two, and and then the week after that is race to Riverside. Well, we know how much you love Petty too. That's another good track for you, buddy. You'll be licking uh, your chops. Man, I know. I can't. I wish it was. I wish it was tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll save your seat here. Uh, you, it, we, we're going to have the next winner on too. I can well imagine. And uh, good, good chance it could be you there, big guy. Stay doing what you're doing. I sure hope so. Let's keep the streak going. That's Craig Slon White, driver of the 99 in the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour. Goes out and gets the job done, picks up where he left off, and that's exactly what you want to do uh, as a past champion. You want to be able to go out there and get a good start. Sounds like Craig did it. We're going to hit a quick break. When we come back, we're going to jump over the next two guests because I think they're still tied up. We're going to go to Mike Hariniak Jr., his first Sportsman Cup Series win. He's going to join us on the other side of the break. If we got any luck at all, that's where he'll be. Hey, race fans, this is Tracy Hoskins at the Track Reporter for Race Time Radio. You are listening to Race Time Radio on Sirius XM Channel 167. Race Time Radio will be right back. From coast to coast, coast. you're listening to Canada Talks. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parks. 
Order today. Race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. And by Mr. Transmission, Owen Sound. Hey, Mr. Time Radio to go. Streaming live or on demand at racetimeradio.com. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store. You can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Anniganish, Nova Scotia. And by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. Celebrating 60 years at CanadianTireMotorsportPark.com. Got old Chase Elliott. He gets turned into the outside wall. <laughs> Holy cow. The thrill of the race. <laughs> You just never know how it's going to play out. Insider access to the drivers. We'll roll with it. We're enjoying it. We'll, we'll collect as many trophies as we can. Alright, let's go finish this thing, baby. It's a new normal. Better figure it out. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Thank you, you are the man! Now, a flashback in Canadian music history. Here's Eric Elper. The first Canadian artist to hit number one on the U.S. Hot 100 charts would be Winnipeg's own The Guess Who. American woman with the band's biggest song ever and their only number one there, spending three weeks at the top of the charts in May 1970. The Guess Who were later invited to play at the White House. And because it's supposed anti-American lyrics, President Richard Nixon's wife, Pat, asked that they please not play the song. Canadian Sports Trivia, here's Joe Thistle. During the 2000 NBA All-Star festivities, the Toronto Raptors' Vince Carter exploded to win the dunk contest with a series of moves including a through-the-leg slam. Carter's air show was a defining moment for basketball in Canada, putting the Raptors and the entire country on the map. A championship now in the books, Canada has become a hotbed for NBA talent. And it was Vince Carter flying through the air that started it all. Canadian Sports Trivia. Taking you all the way to the track and back. It's Race Time Radio. Sirius XM 167. Now, here's Joe. And we are back with you live tonight on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks. And live on our Facebook feed, live on racetimeradio.com. I'm Joe Senior. Hate saying that. That's Junior over there. And we got another junior on the hotline this time, a first-time winner in the Ontario Sportsman class. He did it at Flamborough Speedway. His name, Mike Hariniak, Jr. What's going on tonight, Mikey? How you doing? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. You had a nice day on the lake. I do. Uh, I, I believe you had a nice day on the lake in the boat. Yeah, no, uh, a bunch of our friends got together. We headed over to Peely Island down our way and spent the day at the wineries there. So I've uh, celebrated pretty good today. Good for you. That's what you needed to do, buddy. Uh, congratulations on the win last night. Uh, feels kind of nice to get that one out of the way, doesn't it? No, it definitely does. We've been chasing it. Um, we've been close a couple times, but it hasn't quite been there. And honestly, uh, 
this year I feel like it was my year. We've definitely been uh, the most prepared uh, so far since since I've started racing. So I'm definitely glad it came right around this time. It works out perfect right at the start of the season. Well, you guys uh, battling weather, and it sounds like yesterday was kind of the same. Uh, didn't matter where you were in the province of Ontario. Weather kind of went crazy where Junior was at CTMP. Uh, he headed over to Sunset Speedway. They had a blast go through. What was it like at Flamborough Speedway, and were you nervous you were going to get rained out like you did at Full Throttle the week before? Um, honestly, right before we left our shop, uh, it was, it was a little bit nasty out, but once we hit the road, it was pretty nice. We, we were anticipating some rain coming through, but, uh, we got practice through. Um, and then honestly, we were just kind of sitting waiting and we were getting a little worried about the rain. There was a forecast coming in, um, right around, we figured it was going to be close to halfway point of our race. Um, and as it did, and so we had to strategize what we were going to do and how we were going to race. Um, it, it sucked, you know, a couple of our, my teammates couldn't be there, um, due to the, uh, weather factor, of course, um, uh, Todd Shepard and Kevin Lay, unfortunately weren't there. And, uh, but no, we, we had to play the game how it was, uh, laid out to us. So the rain was definitely going to be an aspect in the race and we played our cards and it ended up working in our favor. Mike, you've been working at uh, you've been working at this program. You and your family team, um, and you guys have been building uh, all the way through the off season. You guys have done a great job. Uh, anybody who follows you guys, uh, either your personal pages or 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 as well your uh, your your team page, um, you guys have done a wonderful job. Kind of walking everybody through. Um, you know, the, the process of getting ready for a season, um, you know, the, from, from the design, from the, the concept to, uh, you, you know, working with different partners and working with different uh, team members as well. Um, your shop is, uh, is, is definitely uh, a, a very busy place, um, not just for the 15 car, but uh, uh, for all the Hereniac Hall teams. Um, talk us through a little bit of the year um, the, the, that you know you've you've had to build up to this point. But talk a little bit about the 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 building process and and what has all went into uh, getting out of the box and getting race number one. No, we uh, we're we're very busy. Uh, people still we say races are won in the garage, and I can back that up. It is one hundred percent true. You cannot win a race without your car coming out of the garage ready to go last night we didn't jack up our car my car once other than to put the uh, race tires on we worked on my car and sean Manson's car and we helped todd out as well um all throughout the winter ripped it tore it down went through every single nut and bolt um but honestly it's a team effort i would not be able to put the car in victory lane or even make it to the track if it wasn't for all our guys we've got a great group of guys that support me and that help us in every way um, Cam actually designed my car this year. So the way it looks is kudos to Cam. And honestly, we work all year at getting new marketing sponsors and things like that. Um, once they jump on board with us, they're part of our team. They're part of our family. It's not just about give us some money to help us get to the track and then see ya. No, it's, we talk to them almost on the daily. Um, we're very close with them. And honestly, we're trying to get them their money's worth. It's not just about putting their name on a race car. Um, but no, we, we work at it all year. We were at the shop every single day last week getting ready for this race. And races are won in the garage. That's, that's just how it works. Well, and you gave excellent value for that sponsorship last night at Flamborough Speedway. Uh, your first win 
in the Ontario Sportsman Class. Take us back through the night at Flamborough Speedway. Where did you qualify, and when did you make your moves for that big win? So we uh, we actually ended up missing qualifying. We skipped qualifying. The, the uh, track made decision based on the weather. So we went from our qualifying from the week before at Varney. So I was starting on the outside pole. Um, I had Chad McGlynn on the inside. And there's some pretty fast guys. Corey McAllister was back in the field, and Lane Zarda was also back in the field. So we had uh, we had some competition. that was there last night, and basically right off the start, I got the jump on the restart. I think McGlynn spun his tires a little bit, and I I uh, was fortunate enough to jump in the lead, and just took it from there. And I could see Chad was in my mirror uh, pretty much every single lap from there on. And me and Chad have raced each other probably three or four years now, and I know he's a clean driver. I knew he wasn't going to bump me or nothing like that, and I would vice versa. I wouldn't do the same to him. Um, but I knew if he had the spot, I would give it to him, and then I'd battle with him to try and get it back. But I was fortunate enough to be able to keep the lead, and then um, about pretty close to halfway point, it started raining, and the track started getting a little slick, and they decided to call the race, and we happened to be in first at the time, so we were able to take the checker home. Ah, you got to be in the right place at the right time, my man, and it sounds like you were Chad McGlynn, one of those tough customers. I've seen Chad win a lot of races in that Sportsman Series. Uh, tough competitor. You had to be good to hold that guy off, and uh, good to hear that Corey McAllister in the 71 was in that field, and Sounds like Lane Zardo had a lot of fun there, too. Uh, so a decent car count. Not the best, but a decent one. Yeah, unfortunately, some of the guys, obviously, due to the weather, couldn't make it. Um, everybody's trying to race on a budget, right? It's an expensive sport, and sometimes you just have to make the call. So, unfortunately, we were missing about five cars last night, but we made the best out of it. I think we put on a pretty good show for the crowd. And, um, you know, Flamborough did their best to try and get us in, and, it is what it is at the end of the day. We're going to hope we should have better car count um, next or two weeks from now at sunset and just try and keep rebuilding the series this year and get more cars in. It's a, it's a great series, and Mauricio Cucci is doing a great job this year um, rebuilding, getting more cars, sponsorships. He's brought on, uh, there's got to be 15 to 20 contingency sponsors, which is huge. And uh, kudos to him for doing what he's doing. He's trying his best, and he's... Uh, He's really picked it up this year. Well, these days, it's not getting any cheaper for any of us to do anything, include eat, drive, and everything else that we do. Uh, so good on you guys for making it out there uh, and uh, get, getting out and doing this stuff. Sunset Speedway, uh, you've raced that track before. What do you think of Sunset and the thoughts heading in? Are you going to approach it any different now that you've won? Um, Sunset's a very beautiful track. Um, they they do a great job there, I think. Uh, everything's ran to the nines. It's proper. It, I struggled there when I was there last time. I, I couldn't find grip. Um, Connor James actually helped me out and was telling me how you actually have to feather it. you got to feather it off the corners because of the fresh asphalt. Um, so I learned a lot. Hopefully, coming off this win, um, I put that behind me now. We're just going to look forward and show up to the track the same way we did at the last race and the race before. We Obviously, we were going for the win, but same time i like when the car comes home in one piece um but no we're we're gonna go out there we're, we're going for a championship this year so we're definitely gonna bring everything we got but at the end of the day if it's not my night it's not my night so we'll see what happens we'll be we'll be ready hopefully the car will be there and hope for the best of uh see what happens sounded like a champion already junior big picture thinking 
And that's what you got to do to win it. Yeah, definitely. And and uh, you know when you look at uh, you you know you look at the competition level, um, and and you touched on it. It's it's stepped up uh, pretty dramatically over you know over last year and and really the last couple of years. Um, Corey McAllister put together a special program specifically for the OSS series. Um, he's got a black and white car that he runs in super stocks, a very similar looking car, uh, but all black and, and, and fluorescent green for the, uh, for the OSS series. And, and uh, as well, he's going to run a few invitationals with that car uh, by the sounds of it. But uh, he's got a full program put together for this deal. And, and uh, you know, Lane Zardo was, was in Tim Tolton's car in the red number three. Um, and uh, he put on a show by the sounds of it, uh, you know, and then as well, you've got your, your normal classic characters that uh, have been in the OSS series for a long time. So it's going to uh, it's going to be really interesting uh, when they get down to the dirt. You know, that's going to be a yeah. big equalizer. It'll oh, be yeah. interesting to, to see who all shakes out. It'll be even interesting to see if any Pinty's guys surface for that race, because that, that'll be uh, relatively interesting. Get ready for the uh, the big race at Oshweekin. Um, and uh, uh, you know, just just a handful of fun. Uh, love the uh, love the OSS series. Love what you guys do, Mike. Uh, you guys do a wonderful job, and and uh, congratulations on the big win from all of us, uh, and then as well for all the fans out there. Um, and uh, looking forward to uh, to seeing what you guys can put together for the year. No, I appreciate it. Um, we're we're excited to hit the dirt. It's gonna be different. I think there's some works with some Pinty's guys that I've been talking and chatting up that they might come out and see what they have for the dirt before their big race. But uh, it's going to be different. I think it's going to bring in some some different people, some different fans, some different drivers. I think it'll be good for the series. And honestly, just for racing in general, it'll bring in um, possibly another set of viewers to uh, motorsports in, in Ontario. So we'll see what we got for the dirt. It's going to be different. I've never raced on dirt. So it's, uh, it's going to be a learning curve, but I'm ready for it. I think all the guys are ready for it. Everybody's excited. Um, but no, the the series is building, and that's what we like to see. We want to see more cars out there. Unfortunately, some of the other series obviously are getting pretty pricey to run. So um, that's kind of where all our, our alternative is. Is you know we're a little bit cheaper to run. You can run on a budget with us, and you can you can win. Uh, people have proven it already. Oh, and dynamite races. I can attest to that from watching a number of uh, sportsman races over the years. Not always the guy out front. Uh, say lap 50 or 60 that wins that race. Uh, you got to look further back in the field because the guys do mount charges. Uh, some guys can serve. Some guys uh, use it all up. Uh, but Mike Hereniak Jr., you saved enough and we're in the right place at the right time, buddy. Congratulations on win number one. Look out Sunset Speedway, right? Yeah, no, exactly. Um, i just like to thank Quick. I'd like to thank AF Automotive and Fluids. Uh, they're a primary sponsor for our series as well as One Stop Auto. Um, they're doing a great job. They support us, and you know they help. They help us get a nice payout at the end of the night. So I like to thank them and Allison Martell, my uh, new lead sponsor this year. She's been absolutely great. She was actually at her at the race last night, so it was, it was awesome for her to be able to see see her hood in victory lane. Um, the paint trucking, Quickwick, Guaranteed Comfort, Cooling Auction Trailers, Essex, and uh, Sean and Danielle out at Brimstone Games. Uh, you know they all they all help us get to the track every week and. And uh, I can't thank them enough for their support. Awesome job, kiddo. Get back to the wineries. Have some more fun. Now you can really let her go. You don't have to uh, be on the radio no more. (laughs) (laughs) Have a good one, buddy. 
cool, guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. You bet. Mike Riniak Jr. gets the job done, Jr. Good for him. Absolutely. Sounds like we're missing some fireworks over at Sunset Speedway. Ah. There sounds like there's uh, some some tempers. Really? Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. There's some some uh, extracurricular activities. Well, we'll get to happening. that in just a minute. Uh, uh, if you've seen Indianapolis qualifying today, you would have missed it driving up. But uh, Scott Dixon gets the pull for next weekend's Indy 500. Definitely a lot of uh, a lot of excitement heading into the 500 this year. There's uh, there's going to be some wicked fast speeds by the sounds of it, and uh, uh, definitely uh, going to be a, a very unique look um, to the IndyCar series heading into the into the 500. I also want to get to some results out at Eastbound International Speedway. Uh, they got under the green flag race number one. And it was uh, Jason Groves going to Victory Lane double features today uh, for the uh, late model sportsman guys. Jason Groves gets it done on both ends. Um, Phil Fowler had a great day, comes away with top five, has a car at the end. Uh, it was a good day for Phil Fowler. Other winners, uh, Shane Collins wins hobby stock. Uh, uh, Neary, Michael Neary in the Legend Car Series. Uh, Parker wins uh young first win in a bandolero for those guys uh mikey james texted me and then i said get your eyes back on the road you got moose to watch out for he was on his way home nice yeah so they had a good day at uh, eastbound international speedway of course don't forget the nascar pinty series heading out there you'll be going out there junior out to uh, uh avondale newfoundland just outside st john's for uh, the Proline 250, I believe, is 250 or 225. Oh, I don't know. Ah. No, I think it's a 250. Yeah, I, I think, think so. Yeah, I think it's a 250. They're going to have a lot of fun, I guarantee you. When you guys get out there, you know what it's all about. You've been out to Eastbound, but uh, tell you what, those teams have no idea what's coming at them. They're going to have a blast when they get out to Canada's Rock. Well, I think the fans of on the Rock don't know what's coming for them either. That's true. The level of competition yeah, yeah. That, that the Penny Series brings with it. Um, I know talking in the garage area, uh, you know, both at Sunset and at ZTMP, um, it's a topic that comes up on a regular basis. Um, it, it, this is a, uh, going to be a hotly contested race. Oh, There's yeah. a lot of guys that want this trophy. Oh, guaranteed. Um, you know, the first time a series goes to a track... It's prestigious, that and, and it doesn't win. matter, um, you know, what track it is, where it is. Uh, in this case, it carries a little bit of extra weight, you know. Um, uh, you know, with with having the pr- the province of, of Newfoundland being so invested in it. Yes. And, and having the track do the things that they're doing to promote it, um, really, it, it ratchets up that value. And uh, the the... The drivers and the teams know that, and and you can feel it. You can sense it. So um, it's only a couple races away, June 25th coming up. Um, you know, uh, next up is Chaudier, and, and uh, uh, next thing you know it, we're going to be out on the rocks. So yeah. uh, it's it definitely coming right around the pipe. Do you know what I loved? Uh, I spent two years as a race director out at Eastbound International Speedway. Love the people, love the facility. Everything. Uh, It it was such a good time. And Bob Smith and I, uh, the GM at the track, uh, hung out a ton. And we would always go for dinner Friday night, Saturday night. And we'd always go to Wingin' It uh, in St. John's. Love Wingin' It. And uh, just, what, two weeks ago, Junior, you were going by over on the east side of Owen Sound. And you texted me right away. You're not going to believe this. Uh, We got a Wingin' It 
coming in to Owen Sound. And uh, immediately I got a hold of uh, Glenn McFarlane and uh, uh, got a hold of Brandon McFarlane. And uh, sure enough, they are opening a wing in it here in Owen Sound. And the boys are coming through come Thursday. And I'm going to get together with the two of my buds from out there at uh, St. John's and Eastbound. Looking forward to it. And I know Brandon's got a car back at Eastbound. So we're going to hit a quick break. I got to hit this break. When we come back, Rick Spencer-Walt. Driver of the 31 goes to victory lane at sunset in the APC race number one. One of 27 cars. And Ricky was the man to beat at sunset yesterday. He's on the hotline, going to join us as soon as we come back. Stay with us. Hey, Robbie Gordon here from Speed Energy, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, 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 to coast you're listening to Canada, to Canada Talks. Now, a flashback in Canadian music history. Here's Eric Elper. The first Canadian artist to hit number one on the U.S. Hot 100 charts would be Winnipeg's own The Guess Who. American woman with the band's biggest song ever and their only number one there, spending three weeks at the top of the charts in May 1970. The Guess Who were later invited to play at the White House, and because it's supposed anti-American lyrics, President Richard Nixon's wife, Pat, asked that they please not play the song. Lead singer of Great Big C, Alan Doyle. There's a song on the, the, on the record called Back to the Harbor, which is the title track that I actually sing with my dad. And then the one you made reference to, the Back Home on the Island, is is one of the songs that really I, I always reference it as an old Ron Hines, a famous Newfoundland songwriter song, but it was the words could have been spoken out of my father or or my uncle's mouth, you know, it's like a, it's just it's one of those perfect paintings. Sirius XM Channel 167. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Epic Racewear. Look, feel, be epic at epicracewear.ca. Now, a flashback in Canadian music history. Here's Eric Elper. Rush holds a special place in our hearts and in the record books. They've sold more than 40 million copies around the world. They have a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and officers of the Order of Canada. And they've released 24 gold records and 14 platinum albums, placing them fifth for the most consecutive gold or platinum studio albums by any rock band. From the high banks of Daytona to the snow banks in Canada, we cover it all. Ooh, that's going to leave a mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake and bake, Cal. Woo, shake and bake. And here on Race Time Radio. 
And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. Well, yesterday was the first APC race of 2022. It was at Sunset Speedway, the Daco 100, and it was won by the number 31 of Rick Spencer Walt. What's going on tonight, Ricky? You did it, buddy. Good for you. Yeah, yeah thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Uh, probably hear some racing going in the background. Uh, there's racing we're usually headed for it. So <laughs> spotting tonight for Amanda and uh, Kelly Balston. We got two wins in the heat race with them, so we're on a roll so far. Ah, there you go. That's something Junior can't say so far this weekend. <laughs> uh, he's uh, swinging a miss twice. But uh, anyway, I, I digress. Uh, let's talk about your race yesterday at Sunset Speedway. Man, you uh, you had a good 31 car. Yeah, the car was, uh, we ran some older tires through the practice and um, just ran our set from sunset a couple weeks ago we kind of burned them up in that feature but uh i tried to swap them around we only had 10 laps so i honestly didn't have a clue what we had until we bolted the new set on for the uh qualifying session and paul jr there from mccall's he made a bunch of changes on the car before uh, qualifying and man oh man did it come alive the thing was just unreal the 84 J.R. Fitzpatrick looked like he was going to be the guy. Uh, there was a number of guys up front, and then all of a sudden the 31 surfaced. Look out. He's lights out gone. Yeah, it was, uh, it was fun racing Steckley and Sheridan at the start, and J.R. kind of near the end. Uh, a couple other guys came through, too. Gemmel had a good run, and uh, Danny, obviously, from 14th up to the front was a really good run for him. So it was uh, a lot of good guys in the series, and, uh, man, does it feel cool to – to come out on top in the first race uh we got the new sponsors on board with cm precision and machining uh strike energy systems jim wilson chevrolet uh greensteel roof.ca we got uh scotia bank on there from jordan ruley uh lots of help this year and just you know I, I can't thank these guys enough if it wasn't for them there's no way we could do this apc series and the come out with a new car in the first race uh in the series and win it's uh it's huge for us I hate it for Gordy Shepard, the 10 car. He was uh, one of the only wrecks of the day, but, man, did he pile it up. Yeah, Gordon, I've had uh, a lot of rivals over the years and not seen eye to eye on a lot of stuff, but uh, I still don't like seeing that six laps into a race. I didn't really catch what happened. The replay doesn't really show a clear view of what happened, but it's never good when you see uh, anybody stuffed in the fence, and I'm glad that I went down after the race, made sure he's all right and stuff, and he's all right just obviously frustrated with six laps into a feature and he's destroyed so uh it sucks for those guys for sure rick uh through the beginning portion of that race there was uh i'm gonna say 20 laps right there was 20 laps where um uh steckley and and sheridan battled side by side um and it seemed like uh steckley you know had a little bit of an advantage uh on the rotation side but then couldn't get off the corner like what jake could and Jake was kind of using up his his advantage of of getting off the corner, um, and and you know they they both kind of fell off at the same rate of speed um, after racing each other relatively hard. Um, when you seen the 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 seas part a little bit, um, and and you ducked down to the bottom and and made your run for the lead. Um, did you know right then how good of a car you had, um, or or did like were you waiting for your car to fall off after watching what just took place in front of you, or or did you did you know what you had at that point? No, uh, I think the the 
the car at the start that I was kind of wondering about, to be honest, was Sheridan, but I just felt like he was just driving the wheels off that thing, and good for him. I mean, he's out in a new car, and he wants to prove he's fast. He's very fast, but I think they were just set up way too tight, and he uh, he was pounding the right front off it, and then you have Steckley, who is, you know, he's, he wants to show his pace too, so he's kind of pushing, and man, I could go to the top, to the bottom, through the middle. I just felt like, boop. You know, the first caution came out, I felt confident in the car, but once we went green again, I knew right away just how I could pick to the bottom, middle, wherever we needed to go. Uh, they had the car working, and we could we could kind of pick our way through then. Absolutely. I, I know you're not going to say what your secret is to it, but, you know, when we... Speed. We, no, when, when we talk, you know, anybody that I talk to, you know, uh, in the Penny's Garage today, um, you know, everybody said, oh, you went to the APC race last night. Man, that Rick guy can get around that place, can he? Like, what is your... what? I know you're not going to give us your secret sauce to getting around Sunset Speedway, but why does it fit you so well? Uh, I think it's just... I, I've been here a long time now, and uh, it's kind of been my home. So I, I feel like if I'm going to race here, you got to kind of figure it out. It took me a long time, actually. My brother stood out there. His car's coming in here, so it's going to get loud. I'm going to move here. <laughs> uh, I got my brother out on the racetrack, and I was running his toes over down in the corners to figure out the line around this place when they first built it. And, uh, it, it was tough. It was tough for a long time, and uh, you know I had a lot of. I got a lot of good guys that have helped me out over the years, too, that have run here. And Tommy run here long. Baker knew his way around here. Taylor Holloway knew his way around. I, you know, you start talking to the right people and getting the right line out there and following them around long enough, and I guess I just kind of figured it out. But it's kind of like the same thing at Sauble. I didn't, I'd never been there, and when we went there, we won the championship, and it was first two weeks was following Parker around, and then I let him follow me around once I figured it out. So it's... Uh, it's been fun trying to figure these tracks out, and there's some coming up that I don't know a lot about, so it's going to be quite a challenge still. Well, you get a billion laps around a racetrack, and uh, you tend to get really good at it. And Rick Spencer, Walton at 31, you do an amazing job at that speedway. Now, i got to ask you the question, well, how about Flamborough Speedway? I believe that's the next race in the series. Yeah, yeah, Flamborough uh I didn't have a whole lot of confidence in that place either, but uh, last year we uh, we rented a car for Mike and went and ran Frostfest, and I feel like I uh, best thing our window net fell down at the start of the race. We had to go to the back and throw from last back up to fourth. So as uh, much of a misfortune as it was, it was kind of a blessing as well because I could learn to get around the place and follow guys like Chenoweth and people that have been around there a long time too. You just... You find the right guys that have been around the track a million laps, you follow them around, and it's not hard to figure out their line. And if you got a car that's rotating better, then you just kind of do your work from there. Yeah, you do. And you did a great job yesterday at sunset. Uh, what's heading out on the track now as things getting wrapped up? We need a, like an at-the-track reporter. I know we got Tracy Hoskins here, but, man, we got you right on the hotline. Well, we just had a bit of a fender bender, Archibald, and uh I think it was uh, Pepper there. Pepper ended up turning them into the inside fence, so they're not very happy with each other. But I was kind of hoping to see some fisticuffs, but I think they are just telling each other they're going to make a sandwich next week. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, not on the Christmas card list. You get taken off in May. That's pretty bad, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think they're going to be uh, exchanging Christmas cards. The hot, I think uh, Hot Rods are heading out, so I'm going to go spot for Amanda, and then uh, I think the mods follow that. 
Well, you get up there and do a good job. Go get some wins. We got Bill Zardo that's going to be in that hot rod race. We're going to get him on this show before we hit the end button. But Rick Spencer, Walt, thanks so much for the time tonight. Thanks for jumping on here. Congratulations on race win number one. Uh, much continued success, brother. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you having me on. It's a pretty cool deal, this APC thing. Hopefully we can keep our momentum rolling. Good uh, job, buddy. You can guarantee it. That's Rick Spencer Walt in the 31 car. Junior, that was a good race. You were up there spotting for Sheridan, which took me for a little bit of a loop because I know you're spotting for Josh. Took a lot of people. By a yeah, like for a loop. What, yeah. What, what was the case? Just so we can explain it, just in case anybody was kind of looking, going, Chisholm, I thought you were with the 17 car. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I'm kind of a, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not uh, the it, utility you know, guy. I'm, I'm a utility guy. So uh, if I'm at a racetrack and somebody needs a spotter, and I'm not already spotting for somebody, give me a headset. Um, but uh, no, it was uh, it was a lot of fun working with Jake. Uh, I'd never worked with Jake Sheridan before, and and of course I've known him for ever and yep, yep. um uh work with jimmy ireland uh, with the wmi camp uh and uh, of course jake sheridan being in a wmi car this year um you know andrew ranger is a wmi car and and uh you know everything uh, everything just kind of fell into place um you know originally we weren't supposed to be able to make it so at, at going into the weekend you know judging by the schedule the original green flag was supposed to happen at eight o'clock Right. right. So um, would have been no problem to make it. Um, but then a tornado decided to happen and, uh, you know, some really inclement weather. Um, APC, you know, took the notion, uh, seen the writing on the wall that the weather was going to be kind of touch and go uh, later on. Uh, so they moved it earlier to 540. Ah. At that point, um, our qualifying session was supposed to happen at. I believe four o'clock we were supposed to take the green flag uh, over in Mossport for qualifying. So there would, would have been no way it was an hour and 25 minutes or so um, to get over to sunset speedway from, from Mossport. So um, I, I just told Josh, I said, look, man, I, you know, but I'm over here. I, I'm going to be stuck here. Sorry, man. Like it's not going to happen. And uh, just the way that the cards kind of played out, um, you know, sunset got the rain early. Um, they got like a foot of rain and, uh, the pits all flooded. I seen a picture of a, uh, four wheeler. That was Rick Walt. Was it Ricky? Yeah. It looked like a boat. Looked like a sea doo. Yeah. Looked like a sea doo. Uh, Sue said to me, Hey, look at this. Yeah. It looks like a boat going through the middle of sunset. Yeah. Uh, but it was a big, that like boom. Yeah. Done. Exactly. And then the sun came back out. Then it the was sun a came back out. Day. Yeah, it was beautiful. So uh they they had a blast of bad weather <clears throat> and as the day progressed, um the the weather got extremely bad over at uh, over at CTMP. Not even close to what you had at CTMP. Not even not even Tell a little bit. Tell everybody if they didn't see this, uh you got to <laughs> check out Junior's uh uh uh, Twitter post. I believe it was on Twitter. I put it on Twitter and Facebook. So I, I take it was us back. Funny. We got uh, like three minutes. You got to condense it into three minutes. Yeah. But uh, you were at CTMP. Yeah. Cars weren't on track, right? They were all in the pits. Yeah. Well, the Pinty's cars were in the pits. There was a race on the track when when this all took oh, place. Oh, really? There was yeah. cars on track when that hit. Yeah, it was wild. Oh boy. Um. Now, I, and I don't even know the class that was that was out right. there. Right. Right. Um, but but you could hear cars and and you know everything kind of happening. Uh, the the 
track grounds, you know, everybody got the notification on their cell phone that, hey, I'm, like, there is some bad weather coming and weather advisory. And, you know, you get those and you look at them and, and you take heed, but you don't you don't really do anything about it. Right. Um, when the track announcers started announcing, listen, everybody, like, park take, everything. Take shelter. Take shelter immediately. And he just kept repeating it and, and kept repeating it, kept repeating it, kept repeating it. And luckily and, you and could saying, hear that. Yeah, everybody could hear it on the on the entire grounds. Um, and, uh, you know, so everybody, NASCAR, NASCAR as well looked at the radar and said, wow, like this is coming and this is big. And um, they they announced that and, – and for anybody that's listening, NASCAR doesn't just close a garage ever. No. And no, no. they announced the garage is closed immediately. Load up everything and take shelter now. And yeah. everybody was like, all right. like Okay, Chisholm, let's you're go. the big guy. You no, go out no, there and get that stuff. No, no, no. <laughs> it was – it was everybody was thrashing to get everything loaded into the hallway. Right, right. And uh, we got the twenty-seven in the box or, or up on the tailgate, and it was halfway up the tailgate. Um, I had pulled a pit box out into the middle of no man's land. I was in the middle of the of the pit area, um, and uh, um, yeah, it was just it was a wild set of circumstances. Um, I, the the gust of wind. There was a massive downburst. And uh, there was like an instant gust of wind, and I don't know. No, I don't with know. rain or just wind. Just wind at the beginning. But you could see the storm. It was like could, right there, right? Yep, yep. You could see the storm, and and it it hit, and um, it it, it was all of 150 kilometers an hour. It wow. was it was more than that, and uh, it was uh, it was just a blast of wind, and all of a sudden everything started rotating, and uh, she was. It was it was just the the wildest set of circumstances that you could imagine. Um, I you know I, for me there was a garbage can that went by my head. There was a tent that went by my head the opposite direction, and uh, I had one place to jump into, and that was Glenn Steyer's Pinty's car. <laughs> and I'm not a small individual, and and uh, I made the the swan dive and and into the passenger side of of the the Pinty's car and just. Took shelter. Well, and, and you shot a out. video. I did you shoot shot a video. video. So you yeah. got to go see crazy. it. it you got to go see it. But I will say this about that a tremendous amount of damage, a tremendous yes. amount of people. Ob- obviously, the storm system killed four people uh, by the sounds of it. Uh, um, nothing Not to joke at the around track. about. Not at the track. Not at the nope, track. But, but in, in Ontario. Yes. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, you know, a, a tremendous amount of damage to haulers. You know, all the sports cars, they use those awnings uh, to work under. Used um, to. Yeah, no more. Um, the tents and, and everything else uh, in the campground. And uh, the crowd was looking really, really strong, right? The strongest May 2-4 The strongest May 2-4 sales that they'd ever had. And, uh, um, you know, everything was packed. And uh, that uh, that storm system really put a damper on things. Um, took, well, the, took the hydro out, took everything. They ran today on a generator system uh, that Miles Brandt and those guys had installed ahead of time. Yeah. Um, so hats off to them. And, and uh, you know, it was it was an incredible feat. And a tremendous amount of people put in a tremendous amount of work to make today happen. And uh, you got to congratulate them it on It would that. have been easy to pull the pin and just say, you know what, we just had the biggest storm we've ever had roll through here on a race weekend. Uh, we're not going to race. We're not going to race. That's it. But they didn't do that. No. They didn't do that. Yeah, nope. And a lot of fans would have been forced to leave, going home to see if 
you know, they were in the Wizard of Oz, too. Yeah. Or whether, you know, like, uh, and let's face it, the temperature went from 85 degrees down to, I don't know, like 50, 55 yeah, it, was, uh, it was ridiculous. It was a big so, swing. Uh, you know, not not a lot of people at CTMP today, um, but a lot of people would have been tuned in like I was. I was watching it. Never yeah. missed a lap. Uh, missed Victory Lane. There yeah. was no Victory Lane covered, so it was like watching on TSN. But um, and, and there was a couple of questionable calls uh, where, you know, cars were stopped on the racetrack and nobody uh, threw a yellow flag. But like you said, if race control... Didn't have the stuff and didn't know that the, those guys. The, I don't know the infrastructure. The I don't infrastructure know whether was, there's any excuse for it or not because yeah. it's that's a dangerous situation. But you know what? Uh, if there's new people in new places, let's learn from it. Uh, and if it was somebody that was experienced that didn't call the yellow, it's time for that person to move on, uh, as opposed to you know. But if it's somebody new, uh, let's give them the benefit of the doubt and say. Uh, you know, like, uh, it, let's learn from it. Let's learn from it. Maybe maybe that's the situation. So, I don't know. I'm sitting here. I watched it on TV. It was uh, quite a race. And I got to tell you, uh, coming up in hour number two, we're going to hear from the NASCAR Pindy's winner. We do have Kevin Lacroix going to join us uh, in the 74. He had a bullet all day long. Uh, it, it, yeah, there was contact at the end of the race. Uh, just like you've seen in the other five NASCAR Camping World Truck Series races. Uh, only Kevin didn't uh, really, really ton the guy. Uh, they made contact. Kevin got the win. He had a fast car all day long. And uh, looking forward to hearing from Kevin Lacroix. Uh, well, uh, we're also going to hear from Alex Labbe, uh, NASCAR Xfinity driver. Uh, he's been running Xfinity all season, as we all know. Uh, Alex is going to join us first. Then we're going to grab Lacroix. We're going to grab Bill Zardo. He is uh, jumping in, and he's in the hot rod race right now. Um, and we're going to hear from him at the end of that hot rod race. We've also uh, going to hear from Daryl Crocker. All the way out in Western Shore Speedways, uh, uh, out in BC, uh, they are going green tonight. So if you're in your car and you're out in BC uh, and you're anywhere close to Victoria, get in there. Uh, you don't want to miss this race, uh, and you'll be able to uh, hear from Daryl on hour number two here. Uh, but we are going to throw it back to Toronto, get you up to date on some news and some highlights. And then hour two begins live tonight. On Race Time Radio, so don't you move a muscle. We will be back with you uh, for our number two, uh, the All Star Race. Also, get ready to fire off in NASCAR. Uh, so much happening. May two four weekend. It's in the rearview mirror. Lots still to come tonight on Race Time. Uh, stay with us. We will be back. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM. Channel 167. Race Time Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. Got all Chase Elliott. He gets turned into the outside wall. <laughs> Holy cow! The thrill of the race. Yeah, 
tighten into it. Out of control. Unbelievable how quickly things can change in racing. You just never know how it's going to play out. Insider access to the drivers. We'll roll with it. We're enjoying it. We'll, we'll collect as many trophies as we can. All right, let's go finish this thing, baby. It's a new normal. You better figure it out. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Thank you. You are the man. <laughs> We're back with our number two of Race Time Radio. With the two Joes. Here on Race Time Radio. On Sirius XM 167. Where Canada talks. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. Hour number two begins right now. And the NASCAR Xfinity Series was uh, green at Texas Speedway just yesterday. And, of course, our Canadian was in the field driving the number 36. His name, Alex LeBay for DGM. He joins us now on the hotline. Alex, how are you, buddy? Hey, pretty good. What about you guys? Not too bad. Now, I know your race didn't go uh, the way you wanted it to. You got tied up in one. Take us back through it, buddy. Yeah, it was, it was a, little, a little rough one. We got really free and uh, out of four. There was a couple of cars that had the same issue. The two cars earlier in the race, and there's Shell and Creed, and there's two cars in the open today that happened the exact same thing. It looks like there's, like, r- r- right on the bottom of the, of the resin, the black stuff, it, it gets a little rough, and you, like out of four, and you just lose traction. And I don't know. It's, it was a. I never expected it. It was really like a weird deal. I was I was really committed to the gas going off the corner, just like every other lab, and it just completely completely got out of me. And it was way too late. Whenever I, whenever it got free, because you're. I mean, we're probably going like 100, 180, 182 miles an hour off that at this exact spot. So it's. Um, yeah, it, it was. It, I mean, it it, it it really hurts for our team. I mean, it, it was our car. We were supposed to bring that car back next weekend to Charlotte, but uh, it is what it is. It's racing. We're all uh, racing really hard or trying our best to make the most out of it, and uh, stuff like that happens. Well, and it does, Alex, and that just proves that you're not out there just, uh, I don't know, driving around trying to uh, make a show, you know? You're not yep. doing that. You are legitimately out there running balls to the wall all the time, uh, and you've had good results this year. You've had some really promising uh, finishes, and it feels like good forward progress for the team. I know it didn't feel that way at Texas after the thing broke loose and went nuts on you, but you have when you look back. On the season so far, you've been running since February and not doing too bad. Yeah, for sure. We've got we've got some good consistency. We feel like we there's a couple of races where we should have capitalized and we didn't really get the results we we deserved. I mean, you, if I look back at like Coda, there's Coda, Phoenix, and uh, Darlington. Those three races where I feel like we like Coda, we broke down while we were running fifth, and we had a really really good car. And uh, I've got, I mean, we're really looking forward to the next one, or the next road course, which is Portland, in two weeks from now. We're gonna bring that car back with a couple, uh, couple little uh, adjustments we we wanted to do because it was the first ever time we, we ran that car, and I feel like it's gonna be really competitive. So, no, definitely the consistency's been there. It just it hurt. I mean, it's like a home bit for this weekend, but it's it's racing. I mean, we're all we're on the edge. I mean, we're racing for 15, 18, but it's not because we're we're not trying. I mean, every lap we're there, even the, the car, the guys around me, everybody's racing really hard, and everybody's on the edge, and uh, sometimes stuff happens. And uh, it's part of racing, but I mean, in general, I feel like our season's been pretty solid. We've been we've been a lot more consistent than last year for sure. 
Alex, uh, obviously you're down there in the uh, Xfinity series, um, but uh, you know you're you're in our hearts and, and souls up here in the NASCAR Pinty series. Every time the green flag drops, um, and uh, you know there's there's a big piece of DGM uh, and and the team that uh, that you guys have assembled down there in the Xfinity series with Mario Goslin and and that whole camp. Uh, with with JP Bergeron uh, in the uh, in the number one car this year, uh, driving for for familiar face Dave Jacomes uh, and uh, and and the the entire one camp over there. Um, uh, have you been following along with uh, with all the results that uh, that JP has been posting up in in the Xfinity or in the in the Penny series? And uh, does it make you a little jealous? Does it, does it make you want to be in a thirty six car out there uh, out there playing with the boys? Oh, for sure. I mean, uh, like for for uh, first question, yeah, well, I, I, I work pretty close with JP. We we went to test like two weeks ago. We went to Sunset together and uh, and TTMP. And JP's he's, he's a really good learner. Like he's a, a really good student too. I mean, he, he wants to learn, and he I'm trying to help him. And it's fun. Like some guys, they're a little more receptive receptive than others, and he he's one of them. And it's it's really fun. Even like today, I called him before the race because I saw it was going to rain, and I just want to give him a couple pointers and. We, we talked. He called me after the race. He told me it helped him a lot. Just, just some small stuff, especially. I mean, I mean, he hasn't raced a lot, a, a lot in road courses, and his first road course in the Pinty Series it was, was on the rain today, so it was a pretty big challenge for him. And he made out pretty good. He was like fifth or sixth, I think, on that green bar checking and handed up like eight, eight or nine, I think. So um, no, it's it's really fun to work with him. And, and I mean, and Dave Jacobs, I've, I've worked with Dave uh, my entire my entire NASCAR Pinty career. So uh, I've got. Pretty good, uh, pretty good relation with all, all the people, all, all the guys at the Jacobs Racing. So it's, it's fun to help them and uh, help JP. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, help JP acclimate in those bigger cars, those Penny's cars, and uh, on those road courses and even ovals. Because I mean, he's a good late model driver, but these cars are definitely uh, a little bit different to drive. And me and Mario, even Mar- Mario was in Sunset with him last week, and me and Mario just go back and forth. We're just I'm driver, coach, crew chief, and just trying to help him and get up to speed as quick as possible in the Penny Series. How cool is that for JP to get a call from an NASCAR Xfinity driver that just came off Texas Motor Speedway and been running down in NASCAR uh, since February, get the call to get a few pointers on, uh, you know, what he's going to go through on a racetrack he's never driven on. And I might add, JP did a wonderful job. I can't remember what lap it is, uh, but uh, it, it, there was one spot where JP got punted and he went through the grass on, and I got to tell you, it was like ice. It was soaking wet. I thought, oh no, burst run's gone. And he hung on to that car, drove it right back up onto the speedway, and uh, did a magnificent job. Did you happen to catch that? You were tuned in, right? Yeah, no, I, I was watching on Lifetime. I only watched the end of the race on, uh, on TV, but I, that, that, that's what he told me. I think it was with, uh, with Trayton. I think him and Trayton got, Trayton got loose under, underneath him, and he, <laughs> he had to gather it up in the grass. and. He kept going because I, I was asking him. I was wondering why he lost so much time in, in the first uh, first big stint there, but because uh, his pace was pretty good, so so I was telling him I was pretty uh, pretty impressed. I mean, like I said, he's, he's a really really quick learner. He doesn't have that much experience, but he's uh, I mean uh, he's receptive, and I mean I'm, I, I I like to share my experience with people like that for sure. That want that want to listen and want to want to get better. It's always fun. Uh, unreal, I'll tell you what. Uh, he's going to be a star in the NASCAR Penny Series. And Alex, 
I know you're going to end up with better results than you had this this weekend at Texas. Uh, who are you going to take in the All-Star race? Are you watching it, or do you shut it off and uh, you get busy for next week? Yeah, no, I, I, I've been watching it in the corner of my eye. I don't know, I think uh, it's tough. I mean, I, I'm definitely always pulling for, for Ross, Ross Jackson. He's a good friend of mine. He's, he's been helping me last couple of years, so he's definitely, and he's having an incredible year, so it's, it's pretty cool to see that. The, the kind of uh, the kind of performance he can put with with the right equipment, it's uh, it's really cool to see. Well, it's going to be outstanding. I know that it's going to be a great all star race. And uh, no, we look forward to catching you back on the racetrack. Uh, Mario, get you another one working even better than the car you had this weekend. You know that for sure, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, we're working pretty hard. Next couple of weeks, Charlotte. We're, I mean, we're not one hundred percent sure we're going to be in Charlotte, but I would say we're probably ninety five percent. We're we're still we're on sponsored for the weekend, so uh, Mario was was working on deals. But um, there's a good chances we're going to be there. We're we're going to be there this weekend, but we're definitely going to be in Portland uh, two weeks from now, and uh, it's a big big race. I've been it's one of the one of the few races I really circle on my calendars because it's a brand, brand new track. NASCAR has never been there, and there's not a lot of data about the track, so I feel like it's uh, it's a big plus for us smaller teams. And uh, for me, I, I always get up to speed really quick, so. We're going to have to make our homework, watch a lot of video, and uh, get up to speed real quick and uh, hope to run out front all day. That's, uh, that's, the, that's the plan. The great equalizer. you got to love those first-time races. Uh, yep. I think back to uh, the Roval. Look, uh, first time that rolled around, Alex yep. Labbe, top five. Yeah, we uh, yeah we qualified in the top. We qualified four, I think, and we were second in the first round of qualifying. We were, we've always been really good at a Roval, even the uh, – Every year, we've been really, really solid there. So uh, yeah, it's definitely a good equalizer when they can bring new tracks like that. So uh, cross our fingers. Hope it's going to turn out our way again in uh, Portland. It will, brother. It will. And co- uh, Corporate Canada, I know you're tuned in. Come on, get on Alex Labbe's car. It's easy to do. Get a hold of Mario Goslin, DGM, NASCAR Xfinity. Be on the big two. Be in the big show. And be with a great Canadian driver. This guy right here, Alex Labbe. Alex, you have a good one. Thanks so much for the time tonight on Race Time. No problem. Have a good one, guys. Talk uh, to you guys later. Always a great guest here on Race Time Radio. Look forward to it, and you watch Alex Labbe. That guy is going to get it done, Junior. Mark my words. Absolutely. And hey, one thing that we do got it. We did talk about JP Berger on there. Yes. Um, the un basically the 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 first race, and I don't know what he had at sunset, whether he had the the Mustang or not. But but uh, today was the first chance that I got to walk over and actually look at the new Mustang body in the NASCAR Pinty Series. Beautiful. Yeah. They did a wonderful job. Uh, obviously, the the NASCAR Pinty Series, they're all the same shell. They they run a different nose and a different tail um, for the different uh, manufacturers and makes. Um, when you look at the Camaro, Camaro looks great. The Dodge looked great. The Ford needed work. Yeah. And it uh, it does not need that work anymore. Not anymore. The they Ford got Mustang, it fixed. Uh, and J.P. Bergeron, it, that number one car is the first car that I've seen with that body on it. And uh, hats off to them, Ford and uh, and Dave Jacombs. I, I, you're going to see more and more of those Fords uh, in that series. I wouldn't doubt it. We're going to hit a quick break when we come back. The NASCAR Pinty Series race winner, Kevin Lacroix, 74, going to join us on the other side of the break all live. Stay with us.
Hey race fans, Tim Fulton, the driver of the number three Monte Carlo. You're listening to Race Time Radio. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, channel 167. Stop by Own Sound, Mr. Transmission, for a free multi-check inspection for all your driveline needs, including transmissions, differentials, transfer cases, axles, and more. Mr. Transmission Own Sound, the area's number one driveline specialist. Chris and his team will take care of you. Tonight's Race Time Radio is fueled by AP Race Fuels. The worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Epic Racewear. Look, feel, be epic at epicracewear.ca. Comic and impressionist Rich Little. I imitate a lot of people on radio. You know, people listening thought they were the real people. So they wanted to meet Elvis and John Wayne and Jimmy Stewart. And so they all came down to the radio station and they said to me, Oh, Rich, when you walk out, they're going to mob you. And, um, of course, there weren't any. It was just me. And somebody said, there's nobody. It was just Rich Little. And I walked out and got booed. <laughs> Canada Talks, Sirius XM Channel 167. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody on? Celebrity guest DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home great, away from home. Great to meet you. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. Men, 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 morning men. Hi, I'm Evan Cohen, and I'm Mike Babchat. We were given 30 seconds to describe our show, Morning Men, on Mad Dog Sports Radio, so I'll ask you some questions, and you give me the answers. What do we do for fun? You go to the diner with your family. Me? I drink and forget I have a family. Biggest crush? You? Tom Brady. Me? Anyone in yoga pants. What do we want to do more of? You? Talk about what happened the night before in the world of sports. Me? I would like to do more of my wife. (laughs) I think we just ran out of time. Morning Men, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern, Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM 82, and the Sirius XM app. Welcome back. Race Time Radio. And we're back. Just in time. How about that? We're going to go off to the hotline now and let's welcome in the winner of the NASCAR Canadian Tire Series. Oh, NASCAR Canadian Tire. Look at me. Talk about old habits hard to break. That's a real old habit. But it was at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, so I got that part right. It is the NASCAR Pindy Series winner from today. Uh, the season second race, the driver of the number 74, Kevin Lacroix. He joins us on the hotline. What's going on, Kev? Congratulations on the big win, buddy. Uh, I better turn your channel up. I was on the I, the the wrong finger on the channel, even. Uh, it, it, great race, man! That seventy four car was a bullet all day long. Yeah, well, we started out on the rain, and uh, I really wanted to keep my one hundred percent average on the rain. So every time it rains, uh, we win. So uh, it was uh, it was going for an easy win with like a fifteen seconds uh, lead uh, over the. The second spot uh, before the the last uh, yellow flag uh, for a green white checkered, so uh, that was a little bit uh, stressing, but uh, we still managed to get out of there with with the win. 
I can imagine that would have been stressful. I was uh, watching the broadcast. I was tweeting it out. I said, the 74 Kevin Lacroix, he has the machine to beat here, and he is out by a mile. If the yellow does not come out, Kevin Lacroix is going to win this by a country mile. And uh, lo and behold, the caution comes out with one lap to go. Uh, did it surprise you? First, got to go back a little bit. Did it surprise you to see a car stopped? I want to say it was the 96 of uh, Cameron. Uh, stopped dead on the racetrack just before the little hill. Did it surprise you when you come around the corner? Uh, yes and no, honestly, because I kind of saw it uh, one lap before the yellow. He was uh, struggling, and I we could tell he was running out of fuel, and I was kind of a little bit mad or sad that he, he parked it right in the straight. So it looked like it was on purpose, but uh, I don't know what. Maybe you see, he was uh, he was having a bad day and was not really happy about it. But uh, I kind of waited for it. You know, I, I expected it, and it happened. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's the it's the best uh, you know that can happen for the show. You know, uh, you don't want to see a green flag uh, race uh, all race long and no no yellow no these stars so uh, you know that's what happened it's good for the show I get it. I get it. And you know what? I kind of side a little bit with the 96. Don't know whether he did that on purpose or not, just like you. It wasn't inside the helmet. But there is no doubt that the grounds were absolutely saturated. And if he did pull off the track, he would have been there for the rest of the day, I imagine. It would have taken them an hour to get him out had he gone off the track. But uh, I digress. Uh, it happened twice. Uh, even on the last start... Uh, when you guys come to the white, that guy was already stopped at the bottom of the hill. Couldn't believe the yellow flag didn't come out again, uh, but it had already come out once for the wreck. Uh, and then, you know, the, the guy started getting close to you. The 59 got on by you. And uh, I, I did read some of the comments, Kevin, where they're saying, ah, the 74 should be DQ'd. He hit the guy. I don't know whether fans watch NASCAR or not, but the last four truck races ended exactly the same way the Pindies race did today. And I might add, you didn't hammer the guy. You were up the inside. Uh, so if it was a short track race somewhere, uh, I can imagine black flags would have flown. But in NASCAR, it is boys have at her. It's the final race of a big race. And, my God, uh, the 74 car was a fast car all day long. So there is nobody that can take that away from you, Kev. It was a good win. Yeah, well, thank you. And uh, like you say, it's, that's something that happens in NASCAR no later than last week. That's the way it went uh, for the win. Uh, last green, uh, green and white checkered. And, uh, and, you know, the, the, those people talking about the story don't know that, uh, you know, his partner crashed me uh, while I was leading and I on and he still managed to keep the lead and and then we get to the final lap he's dive bombing for the for the lead and i give him room and and then in the last few corners you know he he really 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 slowed down way too much and like i was wondering i was almost accepting my second place until he really like starts to be everywhere on the track except at the right place and slowing down way too much so i had no choices to to go around him uh, some way and you know sometimes uh if you slow down too much yourself, you need to watch your back too, you know, not get sent by behind. So, you know, it, if you can't, like I said to on my post-race interview, if you uh, if you don't belong there, uh, move out of there because, uh, you know, you stop looking in your mirrors and start, uh, you know, driving, looking forward. 
Well, you can get run over pretty quick if you start woeing up and the rest of the field's coming at full tilt. I can guarantee you that. Junior, what a wild finish to this race. Uh, the 74 car had the car to beat, though. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Kevin, you, uh, you definitely, uh, you know, it, you and, and, uh, and, and I, I would put, you know, on the, those wet conditions, you and Ranger drive that racetrack, uh, like it's dry when it's wet. It's incredible to watch. Um, obviously there's, there's some good guys in the rain and, and there's a lot of guys that make time when it's wet. You know, Dumoulin, Dumoulin can make time when it's wet. Tagliani can make time when it's wet. Um, you know, and, and Clute and, and the rest of them, they're, sure. there's, they're not like they're out there putting around. No. And, and it's not that they're bad, wet racers. It is just that Ranger and Lacroix are just head and shoulders above what their capacity is when it comes time for wet racing. And, and Kevin, when you, when you took the lead, um, I do believe it was lap nine or so, whenever it was, um, when you did take the lead, um, uh, did, were you surprised that that you didn't check out immediately? Uh, were you surprised that, or, or, or were you saving your stuff? No, I was kind of surprised at the beginning because I was struggling to, you know, like I said earlier, I I won every rain uh, race in my in my NASCAR career, and always by uh, you know a bunch of time ahead. And this time, you know, maybe it was it's the beginning of the season. You know, I'm not uh, been tested much, and I'm not super comfortable in the car it took me about like five six laps to really get in the speed and and then uh, <clears throat> once I, I once i took the lead uh, because you know ranger i think he was battling with tagliani so i took advantage of it and as soon as i i took the, the lead and you know uh, looked forward uh, i i got more comfortable and i just pulled away and and we and built a a big uh, big lead but uh yeah it's it, it really surprised me. Like it, it took me a few laps to get, to get comfortable. On that one restart, the one that was uh, that I'm going to call it the first restart. Tagliani got a hell of a run, uh, and, and I kind of thought he was going to clear you for the lead, but not so quick. The 74 car, you made ground up in a hurry. Uh, did he take you by surprise? And then you went, "Whoop, gotta go." Yeah, but the, honestly, the what's hard to, to be leading with a 15 second lead is. You get like uh, hypnotized by the track, or like uh, get sleepy, or you know, you, you're you're not going to the limit every lap. And when the track is wet and drying, you know, the track changes every lap. And while these guys in the ba- uh, behind were battling for position, you know, they they kept themselves on on the edge, while I was more like uh, being relaxed. So with the restart, you know, uh, at that point they were almost two seconds faster than me a lap uh, because they were battling, and I was just being safe. So when the, you know, when the yellow came out and uh, we had a restart, I was, uh, I was a little bit uh, stressed because you know I knew that these guys they've been a lot faster than me the last the last couple laps because they you know they they battled and they they, they found the new edge on the track uh, you know the new limit uh, on the drying track and I didn't have that advantage you know when you're leading you have to show the pace and and it's easier for people behind to just follow you and do a little bit faster but. Uh, you know, for so for sure, yeah, it did it did surprise me, but uh, I had to uh, pump myself up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you pumped yourself up enough, buddy. You went to the lead, and uh, away you go. You win today's race. You got to look back to 2015 to see a caution-free wet race 
and it was you in victory lane once again that day. Sponsorship on that 74 got to mean a ton to you. Who you got on there? Uh, this year, this uh, season, we got a new sponsor, ESR Performance Wheels. So uh, it's a new sponsor for us. It was the first time on the car, and I'm very happy to have them in victory lane for the first time. So, uh, yeah, new sponsor, new season, and new uh, new victory at CGMP. Very happy. You gotta love it when a plan comes together. Was it Donnie Thompson on top of the box still? You guys have been together forever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Until one of us dies, we'll be together. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, man. Good for you. Congratulations on the win. What do you got? A couple weeks and then you're back at it. Where do you go next? Uh, yeah, it's an autodrome show here in uh, Quebec. So uh, I think, I believe it's uh, June 11th. So uh, uh, a little. Uh, break for us and you know to concentrate on that track never been so good at, uh, over there so try to break the ice there and uh, get a, a good finish well donnie thompson always was uh, awesome on an oval track and you're going right back into where all your fans are the that the quebec market the rabbit in there uh you're gonna have a lot of fun i can guarantee it uh, kevin lacroix thanks so much for the time tonight on race time Congratulations. Welcome back to Victory Lane. And uh, I know you're not going to be too much longer. You'll be back on the show with another one. All right. Thank you very much, guys. Hey, when you see your dad, give him the bird for me. Ah. (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Kevin. Kevin Lacroix, Victory Lane. We're going to hit a quick break. When we come back, we're going to grab Bill Zardo Sr. Yes, Bill Zardo Sr. He turned 80 just the other day. He just about turned into a winner again at Sunset Speedway in the iconic 46 colors. He was back in the hot rod Oscar race just moments ago. They got him out of the car. Uh, he finished up second. We're going to check in with him on the other side of the break. If we can get him, we're going to try. Stay with us. Hey, race fans, this is Ernie Irvin. You're listening to Race Time Radio. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, Channel 167. Race Time Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew, also by the Wooden Door Bistro. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. After two years of silence at Riverside International Speedway, not no more. The IWK 250 Super Weekend is on July 21st through the 23rd. Everything kicks off Thursday night, July 21st, with a popular tailgate party. Then on Friday night, it's the Henry's Auto Pro Sportsman 100 and Legends. 
Then on Saturday, Canada's Ultimate Short Track Race, the IWK 250, July 23rd. Featuring the stars of the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour, plus a pile more from across Canada and the U.S. For camping and tickets, get to riversidespeedway.ca or join us live worldwide on racetimeradio.com. It's the IWK 250, presented by Steve Lewis. July 21st through the 23rd. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Indigenous Nova Scotia. Canadian actor and Marvel star Simu Liu. Yeah, let's just say that if they if they wanted a comic book accurate representation of that character, they would not have hired Destin Daniel Cretton as the filmmaker, and they would not have hired Simu Liu to portray the lead actor. Um, and, and I think what they got with the both of us and what we kind of connected on right off the bat was let's create a relatable hero for 2021. Canada Talks. Drivers, start your engines! Welcome back to the track. Live on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM 167. And we are back with you live tonight on Race Time Radio. We're having a ball tonight. Uh, hope you had a great May 2-4 weekend here in the province of Ontario and right across Canada. Uh, things got fired up coast to coast. I know they're running at Full Throttle Motor Speedway tonight. Sunset Speedway is rolling. I don't know whether Flamborough Speedway is in action tonight or not. I do know that Western Shore Speedway uh, is running out in Victoria. We will catch up with Daryl Crocker here uh, very shortly. He's the race director out there. And uh, things have just fired up there, I believe, or just about to fire up. So you want to make your way to the Speedway. If you're out in B.C., out in Victoria, out on the island, Get to the Speedway tonight. they got a race program, and we're going to catch up on some of the details uh, with Daryl uh, Crocker in just a bit. Uh, we are trying to get Bill Zardo Sr., uh, driver of the number 46Z, the iconic 46Z, back into a race car this weekend. Uh, the Oscar, Oscar Hot Rods, easy for me to say, Oscar Hot Rods on track uh, at, at Sunset Speedway, Bill Finishes the feature race second. Uh, by all accounts, it sounds like his pit was going crazy. They were so excited to see Bill out there wheeling the car again. Uh, and you know what? He's, he's still competitive, incredible. Uh, and we're, we're trying to reach out to him. Knowing Bill, uh, he'll be at the fence watching uh, whatever's on the racetrack right now, probably modifieds. Uh, on Speedway now, uh, but we are trying to get him, and we hope to get him before the end of the show tonight so we can check in with Bill Zardo Sr. But, Junior, you were over at Sunset Speedway on the weekend for the APC race. You were at CTMP on Friday and then back at CTMP today, uh, spotting for Sheridan in the APC race, spotting for uh, Ranger in the CTMP or the Pinties race. Yep. Uh, you guys talked about it, or you talked about it at the beginning of the show, uh, wore a, horse, uh, wore a hole through the oil pan, but before then, 
man, Ranger was fast. Yeah, he was for sure. Um, you know, I think that, uh, and, and we had a great conversation, um, you know, on top of the box, uh, you know, or not on top of the box, but at, like in the, in the truck after, um, kind of debriefing, you know, everything that went down. And, uh, you know, I think that that was the best car that Rangers had in, in a number of years at CTMP. Um, he had motor, he had grip. He had everything, um, just, uh, was biding his time. And, and if you look, um, Ranger's notorious for this, but if he's, if he's got a really good car, he just keeps people in their distance. Yeah. Like in, in, in within striking distance. He wasn't distance. burning it up. No, God, no. No, no, and, no. Did uh, he hit a rumble strip or something? Is that what you figure? No, no, no. Nope. It's, uh, there's, there's gotta be a swell in the asphalt or, or something, um, it wasn't a curb. It wasn't anything like that. Is there any way they can put a little protector under the oil it pan? Squash that. Yeah. Oh, so, it did. Yeah. So it so, wore through the protector and the oil. Oh, it pan. didn't wear through. It was. Oh. It was a punch. A puncher. So, a puncher. Yeah. Um, yeah there's got to be like a swell or something in the asphalt uh, uh, that uh, you know, just the way that he goes into that corner sometimes uh, under load. Um, there's got to be like a crown to the asphalt or or something. Um, because it's a the exact same spot, the exact same uh, problem that uh, he had with the Dodge car, um, and uh, you know, just a tough deal. Um, I, I think that uh, if you look at at the um, the the lap times, you you look back at at what was happening in that race. Um, if that didn't happen, Ranger would have been right there with LaCroix. Oh yeah, and um, same as LP Dumoulin. We got to put a shout out to the WeatherTech Belmar Dodge. Uh, he was looking really good, and on that restart, uh, just before they're getting lined up to go for the restart, all of a sudden they show a picture of the 47 car, and he stopped. Yeah. And I went, oh, Dif- no. Difficult deal. Oh, no. I, and I just tried to make light of it on Twitter. I said, it's his cup phone. He's readjusting the cup phone, his WeatherTech cup phone. Yeah. But uh, he was out of gas. Uh, they gave him a shove back to pit lane. Yep. They put gas in it. They had trouble getting it refired, which they're going to if you run it right out. And then, uh, sure enough, he got back out into the race, but he was a lap down. I I think he would have had something for Kevin Lacroix. The 59 definitely was running two-tenths of a second faster than anybody in the field through the day. Now, they were on slicks. The track was drying out. So the 59 car of Kalut was fast. Uh, yeah, just 74 I mean, was and, real and quick. You you said it, you know, you said it's not like you wrecked him. Um, you know, he didn't. And, he and, moved him. There was contact. There was definitely contact. But you've yeah. got to be living under a rock. Uh, if you don't know, there's going to be contact in a, um, in a uh, here's, here's, NASCAR race. Here's the difference. I, I, and, and, I, and I don't think that Lacroix wrecked him either and i do i think that it, it is lacroix's win so i'm not taking anything away from him no um if if i put myself you know on the gary clute team yeah um or we we hit rewind to the finale of the nascar pinty series or or the the finale weekend of the nascar pinty series of last year um the I dj was thinking kennington the same thing the dj kennington move on trayton lapsovich right um he moved him he moved him that's that's racing. He finished second. And, and you can be mad about that. You yes. can be mad about that, but you can't take anything away from either one of them. No. Um, DJ was the winner. Yes. The place where I draw the line as a crew guy, where it turns into anger, yeah. is when 
the other guy does wreck. And unfortunately, just the way that the track lays out, it's very inviting. Um, very yep. inviting for a guy to throw it up on the inside or the outside, whichever way that it works out uh, through watched, that S. You've watched the truck finishes at CTMP, right? Have I agreed with any of no, them? No, no, Have no. Have I agreed with no, any no. of them? No, the, no. Answer, the answer to that is no. We never do when there's contact. Uh, we never agree. And, and are, is it okay to do? Well, it's okay to the sanctioning body. But I give, uh, you know, in in my perception as a racer, not as a spotter for the 27, not as a, you know, a stakeholder in the sport, as as a race fan, as somebody who loves an NASCAR Pinty Series, I give Gary Clute full permission to do that exact same thing no, he to has the 74. To. He has so, to. So, you know, when you look, when you look at, at, you know, the the way that it played out, very difficult to watch for me because it is a it is a a different situation than a bump and run when the guy arcs off the wall in order to to you know save the car that's wrecking so i i, I agree Listen, with what you're saying it's got to disagree be, with with look, the the, it, the way that it all plays it out. all goes back into nascar's hands 100% if you want to end the bump and run the uh, the push and shove yep. the i'm moving you out of the way uh, have other boys, well, then NASCAR's got to change their opinion. I don't care if it's that way in the United States. If they want it to be different in Canada, no, and, and it I don't can think people be. do. It can I don't be. think people want it to be different. When I look at Tagliani and LaCroix coming down for the checkered flag in 2019, um, you know, New Hampshire. Coming, no, no. New Hampshire. That was uh, another one. Well, yeah, LaCroix got wrecked. LaCroix got wrecked. Oh. LaCroix got I didn't destroyed got by wrecked. Labe. But when you look at when you look at Lacroix and Tagliani, Lacroix Tagliani, and yes, they they finished in 2019. It was the Truck Weekend, um, and coming to the checkers, yes, coming yeah. to the checkers, yeah, Lacroix yeah. needed those points. Yep, moved Tagliani, absolutely moved him. Did not wreck the 18 car. No, put him in the grass. Yes, took the spot. 18 was in the grass trying to get going. Didn't wreck him. Moved them, got the win. The difference that I see is the time when you hook somebody and it turns them into the fence. That is a difference to me. Now, does it change the ruling? No. It no. does not change the ruling. None. Do I think that the 74 should get a black flag for it? No. I do not think the 74 should get a black flag for it. Yeah. But that being said, um, I think that Gary Clute has the right to now step up and go after that position in a much more aggressive way the next time. Ah. And, and you know, whether he chooses to do that or not, that's on him. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. Let's get back to the hotline, shall we? And who have we got? Do we have Daryl or do we have Bill? Hey, how are you? It's, uh, it's Lane Zardo. Bill's just getting changed. Ah, oh, Billy's Lane getting Zardo. changed. Well, he can't change too much because he finished second tonight, Lano. How are you? I'm I'm doing all right. I I actually got third. My brother got fourth in his limited late model, and uh, he got second. So we're not going to hear the end of that for for the rest of the year. Uh, you better not hear the end of it. I'll tell you what. Isn't that something special? I wish I was at Sunset Speedway right now to witness Bill Z back into a race car. Sounds like it was an amazing race. Yeah, you know what? It, it, it was a few long weeks. Uh, we got the car back, and it was supposed to be race ready about four or five weeks ago, and it it was so far gone. 
me and my grandfather were actually having it out pretty bad on Sunday because, uh, you know, it wasn't looking too good, and, and he, he was uh, he was getting pretty worked up. So, uh, luckily, luckily I was in a position to take uh, the whole week off of work, and I, I just spent every hour I possibly could on the car. My grandfather was there doing everything he could to get this thing ready, and uh, all the all the... All the nights spent in the shop until two o'clock were worth it. Well, so I, I I see my grandfather's just coming out of the trailer right now. Ah, you guys want to talk to him? Absolutely, we do. Bill Zardo Senior gonna join us on the hotline. First thing we gotta say to Billy is happy birthday. But let's wait until we get him on the air here. Uh, How you doing, Joe? There we go. We got the man right there, Bill Zardo Senior. Congratulations on a second place finish, man. What did that feel like getting back into a car? Oh, it's all great. It's all good. Good for you, and happy birthday, by the way. Yeah, that's kind of a couple of days ago. Ah, yeah, yeah, that's Ice, icing on the cake, right, Billy? Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. Bill, Bill, uh, you know, when you look at, uh, at obviously, you've got a, a great history in the sport. You look at the Hot Rod Series and, and it, you know, for it to attract, you know, names like Bill Zardo and, and you know, Walters and, and just the, the list goes on and on of, of guys who are in that series to have straight up fun. What's it like? What, what do you think about the, the Oscar Hot Rod Series? Uh, your car looks bad to the bone. I love it. Um, but what do you think about the Oscar Hot Rod Series? I think it's a great series. You know, everybody just makes the same amount of money. Uh, you just go out there and have fun and drive as hard as you can. But, but you know, I got I to gotta thank uh, Brian Carr's car. And uh, Brian actually put this deal together for me. Nice. And my Lane and Billy and Pete Shepard. And, you know, my crew, they all worked hard all weekend because this car was a mess on, on Saturday. We, we couldn't get anything done, but they worked on it, and they got it to where it's really good now. You know, I, I was uh, back and forth with Tracy Hoskins today. She's there at the racetrack, and uh, she said, hey, Bill is here. Uh, I said, how did he do in uh, the heat? She said, uh, Billy told me yesterday the car was pushing like a dump truck. Today, Tracy said, tell you what, old Bill's looking pretty sporty, and he's got tons of horsepower. Yeah, the car, car was good, that's for sure. Incredible. Uh, Bill, you wowed a lot of fans for a lot of years in that iconic 46 super light model uh, from the Iceman series in the U.S. to everything possible up here in Canada. Uh, how long are we going to see you in the Oscar Hot Rods? Is this going to be a regular thing, or are you just going to pick and choose some shows? No, I'm going to run as many as I can. So, run, uh, you know, if I can run them all, I'll run them all. That's so awesome. fans can look forward to uh, maybe coming out to the racetrack uh, and seeing you. Uh, I know uh, Sauble Beach is on the schedule coming up June the 18th. Is that one that maybe fans could uh, look forward to catching you at? Oh, yeah, I'll be there. That's awesome. Lots lots of iconic laps around that place. Uh, yeah. I, I know you're used to a super. Final question for you, Bill. Uh, I know you're used to the super. But what did this Daytona feel like? Did it feel like your super back in the day? Uh, kind of it did, yeah. It, uh, you know, but it, I haven't driven for 23 years. So, you know, I really 
don't know. I can't remember what the Super was like. But, uh, you know, I, I drove, drive everything wide open. Yeah. So, I got a new heart and new cataracts, so I'm ready to go. Ah, that's right. You got a fresh start. <laughs> Too funny. Bill Zardo, we appreciate the time. Live tonight on Race Time. Congratulations. Second place. You only got to gain one more spot, buddy. One more. I needed another five laps. And you, you beat both grandkids. That's the most important part of this whole deal. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, when you run second to Tom, he's won so many races here that, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty good. If well, you can do that. Both of you Hall of Fame guys, and don't forget to rub it into the grandkids that you beat them both on the May, right. May 2 4 we'll weekend. Yeah. I'll tell them. You betcha. Bill, thanks so much for the time. All right. Thanks, Joe. That's Bill Zardo Sr., the iconic 46 car, the big Z. So cool to hear that he's back on the track and having success. Yeah, definitely. He's, uh, uh, the there's this sport is built on families and uh you know it, it's it's a family tradition once you get into motorsports uh you know as a family um it just continues to snowball you know whether it's me and you you know with yeah. with racing yeah, yeah um i wouldn't i i can you know just will guarantee that i wouldn't love racing as much as i do now if you didn't love it you know the way that you did and it, you know it's just that way you listen to a guy like bill zardo um, and, and you look at that family and what that family has done for, for motorsports in Canada. Um, you know, the, the Shepherds, the Zardos, um, that is one big clan, uh, that has touched a tremendous amount of people. Um, you know, hundreds of thousands of people, millions of people, really, yes. if you, if yeah, you yeah. extrapolate it out over, over time and how many people have sat in the grandstands and watched a Zardo go around the racetrack or, or a shepherd go around the racetrack, um, really, uh, just a, a tremendous thing. And, and, you know, it starts out with a guy like Bill Zardo and, and, uh, uh, just, you know, the amount of people that they help at the racetrack, you know, they bring, they bring a lot of parts and pieces and, uh, you know, there's, there's tons of times where I can remember, um, you know, somebody needing a part and who do you go see? You go see the Zardos, yeah. right? You yeah, go yeah. see, um, whether it be a tool or whether it be a part or, or if you need to know something about something, uh, Bill Zardo is a guy that you can ask, you know, and he'll give you a straight answer. Um, but, uh, you know, really, you just can't say enough about guys like that. And and uh, really, you know, he raced against the best of the best. He put numbers on the board. He won tons of races. And, uh, you know, j is just a great dude all in all. Um, just the, the entire, the entire Zardo family is, and, and you're still seeing that with Zane and, or with, with Lane and Billy, um, uh, out on the racetrack today. And, and when they have kids, I can just about guarantee they will be wearing a helmet and they'll be wearing a number 46 and they'll be fluorescent yellow. They'll be black. They'll be fluorescent green somewhere on them. Yeah. And it'll have a Z <laughs> yes, with, sir. I don't know, a four or five, a 10. I don't know. <laughs> uh, let's get off to British Columbia, shall we? And bring in the race director at western shore speedway we have daryl crocker with us what's going on daryl you guys are underway yeah yeah we are we're uh, we've got our uh, 125 lap late model race tonight we've got the support classes they're already started they're out there they just finished trophy dashes well we thank you for busting away and joining us uh how's the car counts how's it looking how's the may 2-4 weekend going for you guys it's been really good we got uh, 19 late models here tonight 
Uh, we're missing about six or seven of our regulars for various reasons. So uh, once we get those guys back, we're looking at car counts well into the 20s, which is uh, great for a late model class. We have 15, 16 street stocks, over 30 go-karts, and nine mini stocks here tonight. Oh, man, you got to love the car counts out there in B.C. Uh, seen a lot of your guys at Penticton just a couple weeks ago for the Western Rattler 300. Uh, setting it all up. Man, you guys have uh, you got a, you guys got a good thing going on out there in B.C., and things are building. Yeah, you know, there's, uh, there's a lot of great racetracks out here. Um, a lot of really strong racing communities, you know, a lot of families in recent times like the Seabirds and the Leightons that have stepped up and put a lot back into, into racetracks and racing. So uh, in, in B.C., things are looking pretty good. Do we got Jimmy White in the car tonight? Is he out there with you guys or Rory Smith, any of those guys? Yeah, yeah, we've got Rory here. Uh, Rory qualified uh, fourth last night. Um, for our big 125, Jason Frost, who's our current track record holder, he was fast time. Uh, second fast was Brandon Carlson. And third was Daryl Mitchley. Ah, that five car, right? That five car. How about Dave Smith? Is he kicking around? Did he show yeah, up? Yeah, Dave Smith's here. I, I don't remember off the top of my head where he uh, qualified, uh, but he's here. And uh, he's having fun. He's doing his thing. Ah, so many good cars out there, uh, and, and you really got to keep your eye. Uh, Roy, Rory Smith is fast. You know that for sure. And yeah. the 14 of Carlson, uh, he is another one of those KG veterans that you got to keep your peepers on. 125 laps. If fans are out there in Victoria right now, they got to get to the speedway. They haven't got much time. How much time before the 125 hits the track? Oh, we probably got about two hours until the 125 hits the track. Yeah, so they do have a little bit of time. Uh, let's see if we can get any late comers showing up at the Speedway. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, we've got a pretty good crowd here already, but we've got room for more. They they don't need much time to get there if they're on the island. The island's not very yeah. big. You can ride your bike all the way across it, right? Well, no. It's I'm, just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. If it's, it's a motorbike. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's. I, I mean, it, beautiful place. I love Victoria. I love the area. Uh, just uh, a tremendous deal. And, and uh, hopefully you guys have a wicked night. Um, you know, best of luck on everything tonight. And uh, and uh, make sure you, you keep us informed and keep us abreast of what it, it all took place tonight so we can cover it off. Yeah, for sure. We're looking forward to uh a really good race. We've got a really strong field. We've got probably 10 or 12 different guys that could win this thing tonight. So uh, we're hoping for a good, clean race, lots of green flag laps. Okay, well, none of the pits is listening to us right now. So between you and I, Daryl, uh, l- let's get some picks under here. We'll see who we can look back in the crystal ball at. Who are you going to take in the 125? I know they're not listening, so there is no bias here. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you're a betting man... It would be pretty hard to bet against Rory Smith. He won just about everything here last year, including the 200. So uh, you'd, you'd probably be silly to bet against Rory. Um, you know, there's a couple other guys that have really good cars here this weekend. You know, Darrell Mitchley's car has been really good. Brandon's car is always good. Kyle Cottom, uh, Dave Hamrick's here. He's always really fast. Hamrick, but yeah. If, if, yeah, if you had to choose one, if you're a betting man, I think you'd have to go with the, the 16 and Rory Smith. Well, and it's not too late for fans to make their plans. You do not want to miss the Canada 200 this year. 
Uh, Daryl, this is going to be a special one. Uh, this is going to be the final 200 from this particular location. How is yes, the hunt? Is. How is the hunt coming along for a new location, or is it too premature? You got to get through this year. No, we're working really hard on a new location. Uh, there, there's a nonprofit group that has been formed, and uh, and we're working. I'm a part of it, and we're working every day on different options. We've got we've narrowed down to a few different locations. Uh, we've got some things in place. You know, it's just a, it's a frustratingly slow process. But, you know, it's something that we are very actively working on. And it is a work in progress. I know we're going to get you back on here and pester the living daylights out of you to get information <laughs> uh, so that we can pass it on to the race fans. It's vitally important that that speedway continues on. Even if the dirt changes under it, the history will never change, will it? That's right. The speedway isn't made of the... Uh the dirt is made of the people, and uh, all those people are going to come with us when we relocate. That's awesome. you got a full program from here all the way through the summer. Race night is Saturday night, correct? Yes, it is. Every Saturday night. Where can fans get more information? If they're uh, planning a trip to BC and they want to come visit, how are they going to do it? Where do they go? They can find us on uh, westshoremotorsportspark.com or on Facebook at West Shore Motorsports Park. Well, you got to do me a favor, buy whoever it is that's filling in for you, Get that, buy them a Pepsi. Tell them Race Time Radio said thanks so much because we sure appreciated the time with you tonight. Uh, good luck in the race. You tell the winner, whoever it is, we want them on Race Time Radio next Sunday night so we can recap that 125 that's about to take place. I will do that. Thanks for having me on, guys. Sounds good. Daryl Crocker out at uh, Western Shore Park. Uh, you want to go check that racetrack out. If you're out in Victoria, uh, great racetrack. And I'll tell you what, the Canada 200, Junior, I watched it the last two years. Didn't even know it happened before then. Uh, Cole Sorensen, I worked with him at Ben Ticton. What an announcer. Uh, we had a lot of fun. Uh, he's a great announcer, and I know... Uh, well, I believe Cole is going to be the guy that'll be out there again for the Canada 200 uh, this time around. It's going to be a special one this year. Yeah, absolutely. And um, interesting, you know, a little bit of development uh, with him touching base about the nonprofit. And, and you know, that is going to be a model going into the future. Uh, you know, you look at, at the success, and I know this is not a nonprofit, but but you look at the success of the model that Saskatoon is based under um, at uh, at Sun Sutherland Motor Speedway. Sutherland Automotive Speedway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll get Saskatoon. it. Saskatoon. You'll get it. Um, and uh, you know, you look at that model, and and it's ran kind of like a club, um, and and uh, you know, essentially, it's four hundred and fifty um, members, members or more. Yeah, it's a yeah. member membership based. Um, a, a really neat model. Um, just uh, um. You know, cool all in all. Well, Trevor Siebert uh, is going to join us next week. They're right in the middle of their race program tonight. Yep. Uh, so uh, I already texted with Trev. We're going to get him on next week because, you know, the RS1 Cup Series is about to go green next weekend. Uh, and I believe that's at Area 27. Uh, but we're going to have Trevor on here to preview that. So much good stuff to talk about with that RS1 Series. Uh, it was new a couple of years ago. The format for that is totally different as well. Uh, and really not enough has been said nationwide about the RS1 Cup Series. 
We're going to learn a ton more about it next week here on the program. And I look forward to getting that uh, 125 winner on next week. Uh, Got to, again, congratulate Jason Groves all the way out in Newfoundland at Eastbound International Speedway, winning both ends of the 50-lapper uh, tonight at, uh, at, at Eastbound. He goes to victory lane, gets race number one of the series uh, and, and the season taken care of out at Eastbound. Uh, the Parts for Trucks Tour, pardon me, the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour uh, is underway now. Uh, it was uh, the 99 of Craig Slon White went in there. Rick Spencer Walt wins APC. They're underway. Pinty, second race, 74 of uh, Kevin Lacroix wins. Uh, so many series are underway. Everything is fired up now here in Canada. And any track that isn't fired up just yet uh, will be uh, in time. I guess you got to wait a little more. Uh, but uh, I can't imagine there's too many places other than the beach that isn't rolling yet. Um, but uh, they're going to. Uh, whatever track hasn't fired up will be in the next few weeks, I do imagine. Uh, get to your local short track. I know pressure is on. Costs of everything are going through the roof everywhere. But try and save that little bit of money and get to your local short track and experience a race. Uh, it's great value for the family. Take the family, get out, and enjoy it and have a good time. Yeah, definitely. Get out there and uh, and experience what this land has to offer. So you go to where? Shot of your next? Uh, Delaware. Delaware Speedway Friday night. Uh, oh. This coming Friday night with Josh Stoddy. They've got a 70-lap invitational. Is that a Ridgeline um, deal or yeah, is that, that will be a, a yellow line, and red car? That will be a Ridgeline car. And uh, hopefully get some redemption from the last time out at Delaware Speedway. Uh, it would be nice if they would take the restrictor plate off the Ford. but ah. uh, Or not the restrictor plate off. Just give us a little bit bigger one. Just give but, the Chevy uh, a little hey, more. No, the, the Ford a little more. Oh, that's, oh, you, you, oh! You, you just I want forgot. a little bit more. Oh, I see. You want, you want a little, little bit, bit more, more power. But Imagine hey, that. Hey, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a great outing at Delaware Speedway, um, and then uh, the next one after that will be Chaudier, and and uh, uh, lots of great races coming down the pipe. Uh, June fourth, Flamborough Speedway. That's going to be a, a mega event uh, with the NASCAR, or sorry, with the APC series, and um, just a bunch of great events coming down the pipe. This is going to be a busy summer. Um, I'm wore out already. I'm going to sleep like a baby tonight, and uh, it's going to be good. No more tornadoes, okay? No. If that happens again, I'm not going back to the track. I told, I texted Glenn Styers, driver of the Zero <laughs> car. I texted him, and I said, hey, you're going to have to charge Junior rent for yes. jumping into your car. Yep. And he just laughed. He laughed back. I'll have to remember that. It was pretty funny. We, yeah. we, uh, we had a good time. But uh, well, I'm glad you didn't get hurt. Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad I'm, nobody I'm, at the track got hurt. Well, yeah, there was there was abrasions and cuts and bruises and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, but, yeah. But very glad that nobody got severely injured. It was uh, it was a scary time. And and but hats off to the first responders. Hats off to Mossport, like to the to the Speedway staff, Canadian um, Tire Motorsports Canadian Sport Tire Park. Motorsports Park. But uh, everybody knows who I'm referring to. Da- disaster uh, day for they uh, they, Savvy. Uh, they did a wonderful job checking up on everybody and making sure everybody had everything and when we showed up there this morning you couldn't tell that there was a, a tornado F, go F2 through tornado go through 
Um, just a wonderful job by the grounds crew and by the people that work there. Um, just uh, hats off. You can't say enough about the professionalism that they bring to the table. And uh, just a, a phenomenal crown jewel event. Well, uh, the uh, actual Cup Series is on TV right now. Uh, it is the all-star race. I'm about to uh, end this broadcast. And, Junior, you and I are going to have to go over there unless you're going to go to sleep. I imagine you'll <laughs> rock and roll. Uh, but the, the Cup Series is on right now. And uh, uh, look, who is that? Oh, the five car. Larson. Larson. He wrecked. Yeah. He wrecked. He's uh, Vince Welch with them right now on the outside of the uh, care center. But um, looks like a battle. I see the Napa car up front. You know, Todd Robertson will be going crazy out uh, Absolutely. in uh, Nova Scotia. Definitely. Anyway, that's it for us. Uh, have a good one. Thanks, Sue, here. Thanks, Scotty, back in Toronto. Have a good one, everybody. Catch you next Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Sirius XM Channel 167. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent.